Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for you all to get to meet my dear new soul sister friend. (laughs) We met at Pace to be Brave in San Diego in 2019, which feels like ages ago, but Welcome Elizabeth Aqueza Martinez to the podcast. She's a transformation coach that helps women change their lives through movement and so much more. She's inspiring. She is authentic and speaks her truth and is just such a powerhouse when it comes to really for me, uh, the topic is relationship with food and has really given me sound advice. So I asked her to come on and share it with all of you. So welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. Hey girl. Hey, <laughs> it, it does seem like ages forever ago that we were in a room full packed of women who were super excited to just oh, be connected with uh, different energies. And I'm just so grateful to be here because solstices is definitely the, the, the term to um, describe this connection. Cause I could feel it, girl. I could feel your energy through I can feel the energy through the mic. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for uh, having me on. I'm super excited to just share a little bit of what my, um, something that I'm super passionate about and it's um, helping women change their minds, their bodies, their souls. I think we've been preconditioned to so many things. And honestly, it's time to break the cycle. It, it's It's time to authentically become who we are and honestly like live our best life whatever that looks like amen i love the way that you fiercely talk about living your best life and whatever that needs to look like and removing the judgment especially in our in our relationship with food movement nutrition like it's so much deeper than that and i i know we both have a story and it's so wild that how we even met I was actually sitting behind you at Pace to be Brave, which is an entrepreneur, woman empowerment business conference um, that took place in San Diego. And I was sitting behind Elizabeth. And and then here we are, I want to say almost a year later, and connected, reconnected through Instagram. And now here we are on the podcast episode. And I just think of divine timing and meaningful coincidence that take place. I I do believe I sat behind you for a reason. And now it kind of came to fruition that you were meant to be on this episode. So you can share all your insight with my listeners and the women who are tuning in from all parts of the world. And including myself, you already gave me such sound advice through a DM on Instagram and talked about our relationship with food. So do you mind first just introducing yourself, a little maybe fun fact and the work that you do as a start? 
Yes. So I, my name is Elizabeth, um, AKA fit Liz. <laughs> a little fun fact about me is I would like to say I'm like a certified weirdo. I, okay. So fun fact, I have this blow up, um, unicorn costume that I wear when I'm having a bad day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I'm having a bad day and then I dance in it. And then my kids think it's hilarious. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I just need to raise my vibrations. What does that look like? I just need to raise my vibes so that I feel amazing today. So that looks like moving, dancing, being weirdo. I am a weirdo and I've embraced that and that's, and I'm okay with that. I have, I'm a mom. I am a coach. I love, I love women in a sense that we are so amazing and we forget that. And moms, you guys are so freaking phenomenal and you guys take care of everyone. We take care of everyone. And we forget to take care of us. And that's why all the ladies that, that I work with, I'm like, look, whatever that looks like, just show up. If you show up to the workout 15 minutes late, who cares? Just show up for you because at the end of the day, moms, we cannot pour into anyone else with, without pouring into ourselves first. Like when we get on that plane, right? They tell you, you cannot put on the mask of the person next to you. You need to put that mask on first, moms. We need to put the mask on first and then put, you know, take care of everyone else. So I love to help women. I love to just encourage women and empower because man, together we are so strong. Like we are bad ass mama jimas. I mean, we've, (laughs) in a sense, those world would not be here if it wasn't for women birthing so much of everybody. (laughs) Right. Like we, we are so amazing. And I think we, we forget that. And we just, uh, we could just get stuck in the mold. Yeah. We create life and we deserve to live our life. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to write that. <laughs> we're we're going to be walking quotes and analogies today. We were already chopping it up before the episode about blenders and ninjas and being poured into a cup and being full. We'll get to that in a moment, but Liz, uh, can you share your journey through changing your relationship with food? Like, why is this so important for you? Why is it your passion and something that you're striving to share with the world? Absolutely. Um, So at a very young age, I learned um, to use and abuse food in a sense where, you know, coming from a single mom of three kids, uh, food was a little scarce. So, you know, like sugar was not found in the home at like all the time. So when there was like treats and stuff like that, like we would binge. It was just what we did. And as I got older and just life experiences, I learned to find my comfort in food. And coming from a, um, uh, coming from a Hispanic family, I'm Mexican and Cuban. It's not, uh, it's very easy for like a tia or uh, someone in your family to come up to you and be like, oh my gosh, you're fat. Like it's, it's not uncommon at all. Like it's, if you don't get called fat at a family party, like, I mean, did you even party? Like, right. Girl, can I just pause you right there? Yes. Not only at family parties, but I come from Middle Eastern culture. Can you believe that on the day of my sister's funeral, at a family member, older man, comment on my body on the day of my sister's funeral that I've been putting on weight. Like, 
it, so it's common. I imagine that many women hearing this have had their bodies commented on by family uh, at all types of function. And it's like, excuse me? <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to process what you just said. Like, yes, I can't, I'm so I can't processing even, it. <laughs> I can't even like wrap my brain up. You know, it's but okay. So you say that, right? So I remember being, I was 13 years old and I was like having fun at a quinceanera. I was like dancing. I was jamming. Right. And my cousin's wife comes up to me and she says, wow, you've gotten really fat. And I'm just like, I was not like, fat. What are you supposed to say to that? Like, uh, uh <laughs> it's the worst. I was just like, okay. Like I didn't know. Like, so I, I think like these, cause at the end of the day, like commenting on somebody's body is disgusting. Like it's, it's, it's not kind. It's unless it's like, wow, girl, you look freaking snatched. You look amazing. Like, please do not comment yes. on my body in, in a sense of you know, especially as a child, I was a child and, wow. you know, like, because then you, you're, what you're doing is you're sticking labels onto these fragile souls that literally like we carry these words and these labels throughout the rest of our lives and then develop these really awful relationships with where honestly, it's an, it's an addiction and it's yeah. really hard to break. Like an addiction is an addiction. And I think food is not for some reason, it's not put into that label, but we have to treat it as if, right? If not, it's literally a cycle that you will never be able to, to get out of. You will never be able to get out of the blender. You will just That blender analogy, this is, yes. <laughs> literally, you just get stuck in that cycle. Yes. Over, yeah. Until you hit the stop button and then decide to pour yourself in a cup that is held sacred for your beautiful self. Amen, sister. Yes. <laughs> So your journey through changing your relationship with food started at a young age with family commenting on your body. And then it kind of from there, where did it go? So, um, yeah, like as I was growing up, I learned very quickly, um, to mask a lot of the way that I felt and the pain that I was feeling just, and I touched it to perfection and that looked like looking perfect makeup, making sure my body was perfect. Everything had to be quote unquote perfect. What that like perfect doesn't even exist, but I was so attached to that idea. But behind closed doors, you know, I would binge. I would, I would, when I was feeling sad, one time my friend came over and I was like, oh my gosh, like I bought you a cake. Right. And I got so anxious that I could not wait to eat a cake. By the time she got there, there was one slice left of her cake, of her birthday cake. And that, but that was it. Like I would lose control where it was and I could just have one slice and I would hide. And I think that's where a lot of shame came like from food. I felt like, wow, you're so undisciplined. You can't just have one piece of cake. Like you suck, you know, and all these ideas about myself, like I created my own story because that's what we do. We create our own story. Like you're so undisciplined. Uh, You're disgusting. You're yeah, you are fat. Look at your thighs. Like maybe you should stop eating that. Maybe you should stop like, and and, uh, tying it back to the cultural thing, like as a Latin woman, like I am a little bit curvier and, you know, they're, come so much like shame with that. Like, oh, like your, your thighs rub together. Like you don't, you know, you don't have a thigh gap or stuff like that. And it's like, some of us are not meant to be a certain size. Like that's just not the way we are built. 
And I don't know why we aren't taught to just love our bodies the way that we are meant to be shaped. Like, does that make sense? I have goosebumps and I, I literally want to just break down in, in like <laughs> tears to just thank you for this episode because I, I, I'm an emotional eater and I might, I've struggled literally, I think, from the earliest memory of even just like elementary school and, and like hating my body and looking at other girls who were thinner or like had just like a different body shape than I did and wishing I had that literally all the way up until like maybe two years ago where I'm like, fuck that. I'm amazing. I love myself. But I still have those moments where it's still a, it's still a conscious reminder to get myself out of the blender and pour myself into a cup and be held and loved wholly and fully. And even the other day I was telling, I mean, I've gained weight during this quarantine and I'm like walking more. And I told my husband, I was like, I love my belly. I love my belly. I love my, I love my belly and I'm working on shifting my narrative and my relationship with food. And you helped me see like, really like I have an emotional attachment to food. Like I have memories where like everything with family in yeah. my family is like connected around food. And it was a, it, it was a time to bring us happiness and it was a time to bring us together when we were sad. So like every emotion yeah. <laughs> it's like through food for me. And so I'm always constantly eating and I haven't really consistently learned how to eat in a way that feels like healthy for my body. And I'm still learning that, but it's such an important message to like not hate yourself along the way of that journey of what's healthy for you. I, I love that you like brought that up about, you know, like especially when it's a different cultural difference, right. And then we're just, we're just shaped very different. And when there's like trends, whatever that sounds like you like trends in bodies, you look at your own body because we're all shaped so different. You're like, wow, like, why don't I look like that? And then you keep trying to change and what you look like. So then you're not even embracing like your curves or what you look like. So then you're just kind of dressing like frumpy. Like I used to wear two sizes bigger so that you couldn't see my thighs. But what I didn't realize was that it was making my thighs look bigger because it was like two sizes bigger. I was so ashamed of like my hips and my behind and I would wear longer shirts. And one of the things that I love to just pour into my daughter is you are so beautiful, whatever shape you are. And that, you know what, if you do gain a little extra weight, you know, like I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, thank you body for doing what you have to do so that I keep me safe in this time where maybe I'm a little more stressed. Like I'm, you know, what you, my body, like you're doing what you need to do to make me survive. So thank you. Like, I'm grateful. And you're right. Like, I love my belly. Okay. Now I have more energy. So that means, yeah, maybe I can go a little bit more walks. You know, I'm, I can dance with my husband. You know, it looks so different for all of us, but loving our bodies where we are in the moment is so important. It's so crucial because one thing is like your soul remembers anything and everything you have ever, either somebody has spoken onto you or you have spoken onto it yourself. Mm, deep. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So then you have like all these like stickers of like, you're disgusting. You're yeah. not disciplined enough. You're fat. Your thighs are too big. Right. And then you, so you carry like literally all our body is, is just a vessel full of our soul, right? Yeah. And that's it. That's all it is. And 
our bodies are the manifestation of our souls at the end of the day. That's what it is. So, you know, when we have things going on in our lives, like it will manifest in food, it will manifest in physical pain, it will manifest in injuries, like sickness, all of the things. And that's why coming back to like, what are we speaking on to ourselves? What are people speaking on to us? Like, and as much as, you know, like I love and respect, you know, like the different cultures, stuff like that. I'm so sorry, but my body is not for you to comment and say how fat I am, you know? And like after motherhood, like, so after I had my, my son, I was very overweight. I was like 70 pounds overweight. And my husband's cousin was like, oh my gosh, like, it's so nice to see you. He's like, wow, you got really big. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, wow. I just had a baby. Like, but, and then that's another thing, ladies. Why does a man get to tell you about your body? Like, mm. absolutely not. No. Snapping all over the place right now. Yes. Especially Amen. after motherhood. Like, dude, that's like a whole, that, that's a whole, that's like a whole nother topic. That's like a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. This is the part two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, uh, <laughs> did you create life? No, <laughs> sit down. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, and like, that's another thing too, like, um, just with women, with one another, like, oh, you know, like we speak, we speak ill upon each other. And that's why it's so important to, as, as a community, as a group, like we are so much stronger together. Like, honestly, ladies, stop the diet, stop the abuse. Like your body is so amazing. And you know, you know, at the end of the day, what makes your body feel amazing and what makes you feel like crap. You you know that, like, you know what food makes you feel good and you know what body what food makes you feel like crap like done period and then you know your trigger foods and that's another thing that as we need to identify like that oreo if it makes you feel out of control and next thing you know you're like balls deep in a, like oh the oreo bag and the whole box is gone guess what friend that is one of your trigger foods and you need to absolutely remove it out of your diet like it needs in, out of your lifestyle it needs to come out yeah, mine is hot Cheetos. So I, <laughs> I, I, I cannot have hot Cheetos in my house because A, it makes me feel like shit and I get heartburn and I'm getting older and my body can't handle that amount of preservatives and like the crap that's in the ingredients. Tastes hella good. <laughs> and I live for like those two red, like the index finger and the red <laughs> thumb. If you eat hot Cheetos, you already know you're like in those. I miss that's an emotional attachment, right? Like yes. I have memories tied back to junior high of like hot Cheeto days. And so it's a, it's a sense of comfort, but it's not good for me. So I cannot keep hot Cheetos in my house. So that trigger food, like what is yours is I, I, I thank you for like speaking on that. I, and I, so that's one thing that I feel like as, um, so like the diet culture, right? Everyone's like, oh, like you need to do this, right? That's all you hear. You need to do this. You need to do that. You don't need to do anything. First of all, that's just like point blank. You need to do what works for you. Like we all are so different. Some people do amazing on low carbs. Some people do amazing on high carbs. Some people, like, you know, your body. And another thing too, is like, when it comes to like be feeling deprived and you attach that word, I can't have that. Guess what? You want it even more. So one of the things that I have changed is my wording around food. Like I can have whatever I want. You can have those hot Cheetos. You can have whatever you want, 
but you know, I can have those hot Cheetos, but guess what? They make me feel like crap. So I am choosing not to have them. Mm. Right. So that is another shift. To, I that makes a difference. Yeah. It's like sh- changing and shifting our wording around food. And honestly, another thing is like cheating should never be like the word cheat. Like it literally makes me freaking cringe. You know, it makes me like, it makes every bone in my body cringe. People are like, oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal. And I'm just like, cheating is a word that is used when either you cheat on a test or you cheat on your significant other. When you do something that is lying, being deceitful, you're not, I mean, you're not married to food. So you're not cheating on food because think about that. When you cheat on a test or you cheat on a human being, what emotion comes with that? Shame, guilt, all of that. All those stickers are like flashing red on your body. Exactly. So that should never absolutely be attached to food. Like, Why would that be attached to like a bag of Cheetos or Oreos or, mm-hmm. you know, ice cream? Absolutely not. Like you can have whatever, you know, like you makes you feel good. And we all know what that is, but attaching that word cheat to food can absolutely have you spiral down an awful spiral that then you're like, I'm unworthy. I feel like crap. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. You know what? Why even try it? Let's just have the whole pantry now. Like, <laughs> Clean it out. <laughs> Come in my belly. <laughs> well, for real though. And yeah, then that's right. You get right. Into this cycle of like, cheating and then you know you feel guilty awful worthless and then you restrict and then you binge and then you restrict and then you binge and it's this awful awful it's this roller coaster how did you know that and how did you unstuck yourself from it how did you stop that cycle because it is it's a painful cycle one i'm still on so how did you like just cut through it and because you're you know, I love the the fitness that you're teaching and the dancing that you do. So I, I watch your videos on Instagram. Like, when did that happen? How did that switch happen for you? So I was three kids deep. So I had just had my third. I was severely depressed. I had really bad postpartum depression. I had this mentality of perfection, a lot of rigidness. I was had the no excuse mentality. That's how I had lost the weight before, and. I kept losing control of food. I I was binging. Like I was trying to lose a baby weight. I was like binging and then restricting and then binging and then restricting. And I remember the day like it was yesterday, like I was sitting in the toilet because that's where I would go to cry. I would go to cry in the bathroom and I was just sitting there and I'm just like bawling my eyes out. And I said, God, I know you did not create me to be anxious, depressed and lose control with food. Like food, really? Like, no, I know you did not create me. Like to be in this much of a, of a awful cycle with food. I'm like today, God, I promise you, like, I just need you to help me with whatever this is. And I promise you to just live one day at a time, one meal at a time, one workout at a time. And that's what I did. I literally just one day, and it sounds so cliche, but I ate what nourished my body. So like what, what nourish like veggies and, you know, meats and stuff like that. And then on the days that I would emotionally eat because I was very depressed and I was in a really low place in my life, I forgave myself. And I said, you know what? Today was a bad day, but that's okay, Liz. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. 
And what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do tomorrow to just be better than yesterday? That's it. And that is my model in life. And that's what I, I teach my, my, the ladies that I work with, like, whatever happened yesterday, like, let's say you had a bad day and you did binge on that bag of Oreos. You know what? Throw that shit out, throw it in the trash. Okay. Because I know you feel like crap right now. Let's throw it out, get it out of your home and then forgive yourself. It's okay. We all have bad days. And then what are we doing today though? Like today, what are we doing so that we're just a little bit better than yesterday? And, and that has, so five years here I am, and I have absolutely changed my relationship with food. And I'm going to be extremely upfront. Like I struggle every single day. You know, it's an addiction in a sense where like I have relapsed where I have a bad day and then I literally want to eat a whole loaf of bread. And I have because there, there's been these days, these last few years have been really awful. And then I catch myself, I'm like, because the spiral starts. Oh my gosh, how did you lose control? Da, 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 da. And I need, then I remember like, no, like you're on this road to redemption. It's okay. It's an addiction. Okay. Now get it out of your house. So, you know, you cannot have a big loaf. Like you should not be eating a loaf of bread when you're sitting at these really, really low vibes and you're sad. Like, and that's another rule. Like if you're sitting in a low vibration, you shall not be eating food. That is also like a trigger or anything like that. Cause that is like, whew, that is a rabbit hole. You do not want to go down. Yeah. That it, like, it just comes back to like that reset button and get, and get, and forgiving yourself that forgiveness of self so that that shame cycle doesn't continue to be what is ultimately that's like behind the food addiction is the shame addiction. And until we kind of really repair that inside our mind, it, 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 that's why I, I like what you said. Like it's such a conscious daily effort, even though it's been five years for you, it's still a conscious effort because shame has been slapped on us yep. from like day one uh, from like, and we weren't born that way. So to just continue to remember like, who you are, who you were created by, whatever like spiritual connection you have. For me, that's God too. And like coming back to like, God, how do, how do I serve this temple that you created? And what nourishes it? What I'm getting goosebumps right now. What Seriously. nourishes it? What? <laughs> and that trust builds over time, but it doesn't mean it ever just magically like you're, it goes away and it's not, it doesn't take effort because the world isn't perfect. And the world is, uh, slaps shame in your face, whether through media, social media now. And like, it's so easy to just get, you know, eat it, like stuck in that comparison cycle, that shame cycle. So it, it has to be a daily filter. Absolutely. And, and like, that's, I'm so glad you said that because yeah, like it's an everyday struggle. And I think you know, we see these highlight, that's literally what they are. They're, they're highlight reels on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, whatever, right? And you see these ladies or gentlemen with banging bodies and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, So then you, you get, st- you're like, wow, like, why don't I look like <laughs> what? TikTok's the worst. <laughs> like, I cannot go on TikTok. So, so, and then you see like these people who, and, and guess, and guess what's sexy? Sexy is less restrictive, less restrictive. 
Uh, Elizabeth, that's so, so real. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I just wonder now, what are some common ways you see women struggle with their bodies and any strategies or tips for women who are listening now who can begin to just change their relationship with food at home today? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel that as ladies, like we have been given this mold ever since we were really young to the less space you took up, the better. And the less food you ate, the better. And I think we need to break that. Like you are amazing and food does not define you. That's like, first of all, to honestly, just there's any tip that I, that I could give you is, um, you know, what makes you feel good and you know, your relationship with food. And a lot of women, I would say out of 10 women, I would say eight secretly have struggled with some type of eating disorder, either it was binging, restricting. And, um, it was almost like cool because within your friends, you guys were talking about, Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah, girl, I only ate like, you know, like a soup today. (laughs) Like it's, it's, we, we have created that within each other, within one another. And I just today, like where I am here in my life, 32 years later, it's like, and I want to pour this out into all the ladies that I possibly could. One, you are more than just a body. You're more than just a number. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And at the end of the day, you know exactly what makes you feel good. Your soul tells you every single day. It's you that you second out yourself because of all the crap that has been stuck in, that has been stuck onto you, has been preconditioned onto you. Like, oh no, like you need to be a size two to be sexy. Girl, you need to be whatever size you freaking want to be to feel sexy. Like at the end of the day, it's how you rock whatever, you know, your body looks like. Right. And if there's anything that I could share and like, if you're like, I'm ready, like I'm ready to change my life because I am so tired of like not eating anything and freaking <laughs> like only eating salads. And the next thing you know, I'm like balls deep in a bag of Oreos. Like that's not healthy. Like, you know, that that is, you have a problem. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Like, I have a problem. And how am I going to change and shift my relationship with food? Because food is food. Food is only supposed to nourish my body. And guess what? There is food that does nourish our soul. That does bring memories back. Like I remember when I used to have this with my grandpa and it's okay to have a little bit of that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? So I just would love to invite you to shift your wording around food. You can have whatever you want. It's you choosing, like I am choosing not to have X, Y, and Z because every time I have X, Y, and Z, I lose control that I'm sitting in shame, guilt, and that I am created for so much more than to sit in shame and a guilt. Girl, you are created for freaking amazingness. And when you're sitting in low vibes, guess what? You cannot be your highest authentic self. And at the end of the day, girl, it's all connected, mind, body, soul. And if you have disconnected one of those things, from your, you know, from yourself. It doesn't matter if you're super skinny and sexy or whatever, like you're still unhappy. So you have to connect those three again. And a lot of us have that bad relationship with the food because we've lost control somewhere in our lives. So we want to gain control by, you know, controlling our food. So if you're somebody like that, like I was, I would also like to invite you to throw the freaking scale out, throw the delete the apps off your phone, 
trust your intuition, trust your body. Like it's time to just trust ourselves. Like your body knows when it's hungry, what it wants. Trust your body. Yeah. I love that because we can get fixated on the number. Uh, Did I lose two pounds? Did I gain two pounds? Did I get put on fire? At the end of the day, like returning back to your home body and like yourself, like we didn't have scales like thousands of years ago. Like people just intuitively ate. Like it was, it wasn't an emotional connection. It was, and, and because the world sucks in so many ways (laughs) (laughs) and people don't have filters and like the shame is just gotten so big. And then we've created these emotional attachments, not only shame too. I think for me, like I have emotional attachments and memories to food too. Like I was saying with my family, like, so when you mentioned, like, if you have a memory with your grandfather, like for me, it was like McDonald's has a memory of my dad. Like he would always, whenever I was feeling sick, he would ask me to write down on a little post-it what I wanted. And I was like, num- uh, dad, a number two, <laughs> I want the, you know, the two cheeseburgers and, you know, I'd write it down and he would go and order and make sure he got right and bring back and that would make me feel better. And since he's passed, like, you know, I just have this emotional attachment to McDonald's, but it's really, I miss my dad. So McDonald's brings me that connection through this strange indirect way to him. Um, so whenever I'm feeling bad, I, I'm, I crave McDonald's because it's a comfort food. And you know what? Like, um, I'm so glad you said that. So if there's something that makes you feel connected to someone you love, right? I always tell my ladies, like, there's always a will, but there's a will, there's a way. So like, let's say McDonald's is like, you know what? I love double cheeseburgers. I feel that you can have whatever, as long as it's not like a trigger food that totally sends you off the rails. You know, it's just like, Hey, you know what? Instead of uh, maybe like having the bun, I'm going to wrap it in lettuce or, you know, I want to have the bun, but I'm not, I'm going to skip the fries. And, you know, maybe I don't want to drink my calories or, you know, or maybe I want to get a diet or, but I feel like if it's something that makes your soul so happy, like, why are you going to deprive yourself from it? My, my friend who, um, shared her story with me about recovering from eating disorder. Um, she said that they, she was so afraid to eat and they did this exercise with her where they blindfolded her. And they said, okay, we're going to like, they had did like a questionnaire and like what brought her back to like uh, happy and like what re- reminded her of her grandpa and it was the Snickers. So they, they blindfolded her and they just gave her the Snickers. And she said, like, I just want to cry right now. Like she said, she's like, I burst into tears because I had, I had let go of this food that brought me back to my grandpa because I was so attached to the sugar and the food and the numbers and, you know, like, um, like something so simple as a snicker just brought so many emotions through my body. And, um, and yeah, like so many of us do that. We stop connecting to that little snicker. Even if she didn't eat the whole bar, she ate a little taste and it just brought, it flooded her. Mm-hmm. of just all these amazing memories of her and her grandpa walking to the store. And she just like went on and on like about all the stories with this little Snickers. So as, as um, ladies, gentlemen, like, you know, we all have those little things that make us feel so connected to our loved ones. And um, it's okay. Like you, you, it's okay to have that little piece to just be like, Oh, I remember that, you know, 
as long as it doesn't send, send you off or whatever but um but yeah girl have the snickers have oh, the mcdonald's <laughs> that just made me tear up yeah it's like you can drive by or i'll drive by and i could just smell i there mcdonald's has a smell and just like it sends me back to like my dad and it's like just smelling the fries and like but I like that idea of like not to like it's almost like the mem- like not doing it causes you know the stress hormone and it's like at that I, I read a study once a while ago it was like if you're debating between eating the cake not eating the cake eating the cake not eating it's like if you're stressing that much you might as well eat the cake because the amount of stress hormones you're releasing in your body is like worse than like sometimes the calorie I mean it's a fine line. And again, it goes back to like trusting yourself, but I, I, I think that's an important like um, distinction, like her, her eating that Snickers and having like a bite and it floods all these beautiful memories with her grandfather. Like why, why deprive like ourselves exactly. of that? Yeah. For, and, and like she, when she told her story, like I, like she was crying and I just, even like right now retelling her yeah. story, which it just, and it just, she was like, I felt so sad because I stopped eating Snickers, something that brought me back to, you know, my grandpa and due to her, like, uh, that little thing that worked, um, then she, she was a nutritionist who worked, um, like with old, older people. So she would do these exercises with them that brought back memories of when they were younger. And I guess it like helps with like dementia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just like there, everything fits, everything fits. Like everything in our lives has a place. Um, as long as, you know, again, it doesn't, it's not a trigger food just because at the end of the day, if you are addicted to food, you're like an alcoholic, just like an alcoholic can't have one drink. And, you know, somebody who's addicted to food can't just have you know, if I'm addicted to Oreos, I can't just have one Oreo and it sends me in a spiral. But then back again, you can have whatever you want and anything and everything fits as long as it's not a trigger food. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a really good distinction. So Liz, uh, where can people find you these days? If they're like resonating and I'm sure they are, where is the best place to find you? Well, I would absolutely love to connect. So slide into those DMs, girls. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram. My name is at FitLiz, F-I-T-L-I-Z-Z. Um, and I just can't wait to connect and um, have these soul deep conversations because you know what, ladies, at the end of the day, like we are so much stronger together and we need to break the damn mold. It's time. I love it's- that. I love that. I love your DMs. We, we are be, that's where we are living right now. You and I, the, in those DMs. So fine. I'll leave it in the show notes too. So ladies can find you. And Elizabeth, what is one thing that's left on your heart that hasn't been said that you would want to share that uh, anyone listening right now can just take away from this episode? Um, I would just like to say, um, if you're like me, like you've attached yourself to perfection and there's this song that says uh, broken legs, but I chase perfection. And I just want to remind you that perfection does not exist. It's all about progress one day at a time. And um, just one little small change every single day leads up to a big change. And you got this girl or guy, whoever you are, you got this. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being on here. This was such an impactful episode and I'm definitely walking away with a lot of gems from you and appreciate your spirit, your energy, just who you are in this world. Thank you so much for being you.
Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so, so grateful for you having me here. Like I'm so, so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And if you found value in this episode or any of my episodes, I would love if you could just take a moment to thank me by just going over and hitting subscribe to the podcast and leaving a review. This really helps the show rank and be found and searchable and you know the the podcast industry and be able to reach more women and reach uh, being able to really just make healing accessible empowering and fun and i just want to make healing go viral like that's just so important to me and making it accessible and i'm not for everybody but for the women who do find me i do hear from you that i have an effect and an impact in your life on your healing journey in some small way and that's all that I care about. So if I can reach you, that subscribe and review goes a long way. So thank you for taking time to do that as well for me. If you have any desire to continue the journey on your healing journey with me, I offer a few services. So let me lay those out real quick for you. I offer one-on-one services, one-on-one therapeutic life coaching services. Send me a DM or an email and you can go ahead and set up a free 15 minute consultation with me and we can see if I'm a right match and fit for you. And if we're, we're gonna be able to do great work together, then we'll, we'll go forward with that. If not, I have referrals and that's okay too. I'm not for everybody, but I'd love to connect with you if you think that there's something I can help you with. Even having one breakthrough session, I've had clients come back and have one breakthrough session and it's been transformational for them. So we can map out your healing together. Just go to my website, edictc.com, E-I-D-I-T-C.com for more and to schedule and connect with me there. I also offer two healing retreats that are coming up in 2021. If all things are safe for travel, uh, we will be heading over to Bali. There's one spot left in May. And there's seven women going and we're looking for our eighth woman to join us. And in Spain, we're heading over to San Sebastian in October. If that's something that you're searching for and longing for to travel with purpose, then Spain or Bali is your your thing. You gotta you gotta hit me up and submit an application as the first step. I'll reach out to you within 24 hours and we'll go from there. Lastly, I also am about to release my therapeutic e-course and that's something that you can do at home and be able to go through the course in the privacy of your own home and your PJs and really face your fears through this e-course. I will be doing video tutorials and information and getting really deep and specific about how fear plays out in your life and your decisions in your career. And we start with some inner child work We go through just different levels of how fear shows up in your brain, in your body, and ways to move through that. I have journal prompts, and we have prayer, meditation, just kind of like tapping into mind, body, spirit connection. And it's an entire program that will walk you through from A to Z to get you to a point where you rewrite your story and take action along the way, because I do believe that action is the thing that really takes the charge of the fear away. It just diminishes it, not maybe completely away, but it's, but it's quiet. It's a lot quieter and you can take those actionable steps towards your dreams and making them come to life. 
So if that's you, one of those three services, the one-on-one, the retreats, or the e-course, go to aditc.com for more information. Thank you.